When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Hey, welcome in, everybody, to another Mason Brew podcast here. My name is Vaughn Lozon, site manager at MasonBrew.com, and we have a special guest, as you can all see today on the program. Her name is Tracy Wolfson, a four-time Emmy-nominated sports broadcaster for CBS Sports, has covered the NFL, college athletics, just covered a crazy game on Thanksgiving down in Dallas. Uh, what a game that was, but she attended the University of Michigan, and is uh, happy to give us some time here, and we're happy to have her on. So, Tracy, thanks for hopping on the podcast with me. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing a lot better that we got that win on Saturday. Uh, I'm doing really well, gearing up for an NFL game with John Harbaugh, actually. So certainly that I will bring that up on Saturday with our meetings. Um, but really looking forward to Saturday, just sitting back and watching as well. Yeah, I want to, before we talk about this Saturday in the Big Ten Championship, want to talk about this past Saturday, the game, Michigan versus Ohio State. This was one that Michigan fans were waiting so long for. Uh, Jim Harbaugh was finally able to beat Ohio State, happened at the big house. The atmosphere was incredible. You had the snow. Everybody was standing on their feet the entire game. I wanted to ask you, were you able to watch a lot of this game? And well, what what were your plans for this past Saturday? And take us through how you were feeling heading into the fourth quarter, especially knowing that Michigan had a legitimate shot of finally taking down the dragon that is Ohio State. Yeah, so I got really lucky because we did the Thanksgiving game. And a lot of times we go straight and do a Sunday game as well. And we didn't have to do that this week. We actually had the weekend off. So 
we had had this plan. My husband also is a Michigan grad and like a real diehard. He loves you guys, by the way. I mean, he, he follows everything Michigan. And um, he had a plan that all of our college friends, his college friends, his, the families would all come over and watch at our house. And I was able to be there, which was so great. I mean, we woke up really early Saturday. We got it all set up. We catered it all in. We had everyone, which was awesome, outside in New York, which is usually cold. We had the heaters going. Everyone came geared up in their maize and blue, the kids. And it was just incredible. I mean, if I couldn't be there, at least we were all together watching it. And um, there were a lot of nerves. There was a lot of excitement. There was a lot of hail to the victors playing in the background, Mr. Brightside also. And um, it was just that fourth quarter. I mean, we caught, my husband's the kind of guy's like, not yet, not yet. We can't celebrate <laughs> just yet. Um, but we were, it was awesome. And, and also for me to be around my kids, I have three boys. Um, who have grown up diehard Michigan fans, for them to be able to, you know, be alongside us watching this, you know, it just, it's memories. Um, so it was, it was a lot of fun. I'm very much in the same realm of, hey, it's not over yet. Like, don't, don't get your hopes up just yet. Not until the clock hits zero. And you've seen plenty of games that come down to the wire. Being a Michigan fan, <laughs> you, you, you never really are at ease until the clock hits zero 2015 against Michigan State really instilled that into me. I was me. just gonna, I was just gonna say that. I remember being actually, I was with my crew in a meeting room watching that one, and I just, we were sitting there, and I have two, we have two people on our crew from Michigan as well, and we were like, oh my god, it was like so typical. So you're yeah. right, you have to wait until it finally hits zero. That for that game, I was still in college at that time. To my left was an Ohio State fan. To my right was a Michigan State fan. And they oh, both, like Michigan State fan was just jumping for joy. The Ohio State fan was just looking at me, just laughing. And I was just like, come on, like we can't let this happen. But, you know, they turned it around. Things things are going better now. But uh, I wanted to get your thoughts too, uh, because you're just a pro's pro when it comes to sports reporting. You've been doing this for so long. So when you're watching a Michigan game, when you get a chance to just sit back, relax, and really take in your alma mater's football team, are you on the edge of your seat, like yelling at the TV, like a typical okay. fan, like, let's go, let's go. Like, are you able to reserve your, you know, reporting side of things and, and really let the fan out when you get to watch the games? I mean, no doubt. I am a real fan. I am a rah-rah girl. I scream, <laughs> I cheer, I wear my maize and blue proudly. Um, a lot of times I have to sit in my room by myself because I just don't want to be around anyone if I'm like, you know, something's happening or something's going bad. Actually, one of the funny parts about the, uh, and I'll come back to this, but one of the funny parts about watching the game on Saturdays, we had all these superstitions. So if someone came in the room and then we gave up a big play, we're like, get out, get out. You can't stay with <laughs> us anymore. We're, we were the like, exact like, same way. I know, like, like, by the way, like we're the ones who are, you know, determining the outcome of this game right yeah um so you know i am i am a true fan i love the fact that i can sit back and i can watch especially saturdays college football when i was doing the sec for 10 years i never really got the opportunity to watch the games 
So now that I do, you know, Sunday games, Saturday, I usually have off around that time and to get to sit back and watch. And, um, you know, it's a little harder in college basketball because there's a lot of times I am cover covering Michigan. So whether it's the Big Ten championship, Big Ten tournament, whether it's, you know, throughout March Madness and the final four and those championship games. And I have to sit there like underneath the table, kind of like cheering yeah. and really be reserved. And that's the hardest thing is trying to not be biased, but um, also reporting on the game, but also know that inside of me, I'm, I'm cheering for my Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. The whole superstition thing. We are, me and my, my family, we're the exact same way. Like, my brother came over and we were watching the Michigan state game earlier this year. And he got up to like, go get a drink in the kitchen or something. And a big play happened. And I was like, Ian, you don't, don't come in the room. Don't you, you stay in there until this drive is over. And then you come back. Like that is, we're like that to a T. Um, but just speaking yep. of this team, just this 2021 Michigan football team, they've been saying since the off season that everything is different from the coaching staff to the vibe, to the players, everything. And I think the first glimpse of that, that I personally saw was when they were on the road against Wisconsin and they started playing jump around and the team themselves going into the fourth quarter, they were jumping around, taking the energy away from the Wisconsin team and their fans and everything and really making it their own. And they ended up winning by multiple touchdowns. So how do you think, in your opinion, I guess, how do you think this year is different compared to past seasons for Michigan football? I would say you hit the nail on the head. It's ex It was exactly that. It's the vibe. It's the energy level. It's how much fun they're having. And you can see it when they come out in a game like that. And actually, my kids, my husband were at that game. I was doing a game in Green Bay. So we all went to Wisconsin for the game. They wound up going, I tailgated, and then I had to leave to go to Green Bay. And it was the first thing we talked about, my husband and I, after that, was watching them on the sideline, jumping around with way more energy than the Wisconsin players had, and embracing it. And I think that was kind of, and credit Harbaugh with being able to kind of shift and, and transition and, and change that. It's really hard to go in and change a culture in a way you've coached. And I think he has. I think he looked at himself, you know, deep inside. I think Ward gave him, you know, the, all that support and was like, okay, but things need to be a little different. And let's go younger. Let's have a lot more fun. Let's show that energy. And it has totally turned this team around. And I think we see it in every game and, and no more so than against Ohio State. Yeah, no doubt about it. And they kind of took the vibe away from Nebraska when they were at Nebraska as well. I mean, there really seems like they're having genuinely a fun time and had that bond together as, as brothers and coaches, teammates. I mean, from top to bottom, uh, it just seems like the vibe is really different this season. Speaking of Harbaugh, you bring up Harbaugh. I wanted to ask you about him because obviously you being an alum at the university of Michigan, he was a quarterback back in the day and now has come back to coach his alma mater. Do you have any stories of Jim Harbaugh? Have you gotten to know him over the years and talked with him at all? And do you have any memorable stories that may stand out about Coach Harbaugh? Well, nothing specific, but certainly stories of the NFL because I covered him when he was at San Francisco. Not, not often because we overlapped and I came in late and he was leaving. But, um, you know, I think you're a different person when you're, when you're you know, coaching an NFL team to coaching a college team. And, um, you know, the personalities are different. 
you know, but I think, you know, he's adjusted and you can see that like he's having, you know, the pride he shows for his Wolverines, the pride he shows for his alma mater. That's very hard to show in an NFL on an NFL team. It's a, it's a lot more corporate. And that's what I always say, the difference between college football and college, you know, and, and the NFL is going from the SEC. It's, it's going from this joy, this fandom, this, you know, um, tradition it, week in and week out to going to more of a corporate environment where you, you don't form those relationships necessarily with players. It's really they players leave, they come back, they've got families, they got their own lives. And the same as a coach. I think you're really invested so much more on the college level. And you can see the passion he has for Michigan. And, you know, when there is all the talk of whether he should be gone or not or replace him, you know, there's nothing like a Michigan man. And I think if every school can have a coach as good as him come in and be part of a program that he was a part of growing up, I think, you know, they'd all feel like they were a successful, you know, team and university and program because that's very unique. It's very, very hard to find. Um, and I think he's shown that. So, yeah, I mean, I never really got a chance to get to know him well. I know his dad. I know John, um, you know, so in passing, being on the field, um, being at different events, I've had the chance to interview him through the athletic department a bunch of times doing events for them and uh, always enjoyed my time with him. But I just love the fact that we have a guy who, uh, you know, who really bleeds maize and blue you know, leading, leading the team. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist, and if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash block m yeah i mean he takes pride in the team and his job and everything i mean everything he does is just embodied in football and his job and him wanting to genuinely do the best for the university of michigan you're right i mean it's it's tough to find people like that what did i ask you i was just gonna say sorry but it came back to me like the biggest interview i probably did with him or the biggest time i was around him was i did the super bowl between the harbaugh brothers so yeah. I was in charge of doing pregame and postgame. I wasn't actually supposed to get on the air. And I did that pregame interview between John and Jim, which was so great. And it's another time I spent a lot of time with his parents. So the funny thing is we were in the green room with his parents a lot of times while the game was going on because we weren't allowed on the field. I was just doing pregame and postgame. And they had said to me, you know, Tracy, you're not getting on the air unless the lights go out. Well, what happened in that Super Bowl? <laughs> so yep. the lights went out and I'm like, oh my God, I got to go work, which I did. So that was kind of funny. But that is where, really where I spent the most time with both brothers and, and, both, and both of his parents. It's kind of a, a, a memorable moment, certainly. No question. I mean, it, that, <laughs> that was one of the 
more memorable moments in Super Bowl history in the last 10 years or so. And uh, yeah, crazy that you got to be down there for it all and cover it and do all of that. I mean, that's just, that's wild. Um, but I w- wanted to ask you as well about Aiden Hutchinson specifically, because he has been such a force on the defensive line for Michigan this season, 13 sacks, most by a Michigan football player ever in the history of Michigan football. I mean, going back, and that's just crazy. Of all the great defensive linemen they've had, he has the record, 13 sacks. And uh, had three against Ohio State this past Saturday. Really, in my mind, could end up being that Heisman moment that a lot of people discuss because now he has catapulted himself into the Heisman discussion. He's like second or third best odds, depending on wherever you end up looking at. Along with uh, Bryce Young from Alabama, C.J. Stroud still up there as well. Kenneth Walker's had a really good season, too. But I wanted to get your thoughts about where you think Hutchinson stands in the Heisman race because Bryce Young with, I guess you could say, his Heisman moment also coming Saturday, not long after Hutchinson's in the Iron Bowl against Auburn, throwing that touchdown with like 20 seconds left or whatever it was. I mean, came down to the wire in that game too. So I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, the Heisman race and where do you think Hutchinson should be um, moving forward uh, here with, uh, with just championship game left to go? Yeah, by the way, I, uh, I've covered several Iron Bowls, and, and that was definitely one of the best ones I, I've watched. Um, but, you know, you're right. He had that Heisman moment, and it's very easy for them to say, for the Heisman committee to say, quarterback, Alabama, Heisman yeah. moment, winning the Iron Bowl, right? I mean, it's, that's easy. Um, but personally, I mean, I think it's, it's more wide open than that right now with not a definitive offensive player. Why not? pick a defensive player that stands alone in what he's been able to do that far has exceeded expectations that really has had his Heisman moment that's carried this Michigan team, a big part of it, of, of why they are where they are. Um, it's almost like the, the MVP, the most valuable player in college football. Well, he definitely it is that to the university of Michigan because our defense wouldn't be where they were without him and ultimately affects the offense. So I think especially when, you know, you have a, you know, I'm sure Kate McNamara says, okay, I feel really comfortable. Our defense is going to go out there and make a stop and get, and give me the ball back. It changes the way you play call. It changes the way you think about a game and a game plan. And he's been able to do that. And it's opened up for other guys like Ajabu and other guys to be able to step up. So I think what he's been able to do for Michigan now, we're both biased, right? We both would love to see it. Um, But I do think in a year that it's kind of wide open, this would be the the, the greatest time to to show that a defensive player can win the Heisman as well. Yeah, there's no Joe Burrow in college football this year. That just is well and above high. I mean, just over everybody else in the Heisman race. Uh, No, no clear cut favorite. Yeah, I mean, we definitely are biased when it comes to this. But yeah, at the very least, he should certainly have a seat in New York City for the Heisman presentation. There's no doubt about that. I think he will. I I think he'll have a seat. I completely agree with you. I just, I would love to see him win it. Yeah, wanted to ask you just quickly about your time at the University of Michigan as well. Not being from the state of Michigan, wanted to get uh, this input here of what drew you to Ann Arbor? And in those early days of deciding which college you wanted to go to, I mean, we talk about 
recruiting for sports all the time. So what was it that led you to the University of Michigan and how early at U of M or maybe even before it was uh, before you came to U of M, how soon it was you knew this was the career path that you wanted to go down? Well, it's funny you just mentioned it actually, recruiting for sports. Now I, I didn't play a sport, I played tennis, but I was not good enough to play at Michigan. So I wasn't recruited for sports, but I was, I really wanted to go there because of the sports at Michigan. So in my household, it was, you're gonna apply, I live in, I grew up in New York, you're gonna apply to a state school in New York. And I had a close friend of mine who went to the University of Michigan, who was a few years older than me. I'd gone to visit him and I was like, that's where I wanna be. I wanna be surrounded by big time, big 10 sports all the time. I knew when I was about seven, eight, nine years old, I wanted to be a reporter. I wanted to be a sportscaster. I wanted to talk sports for the rest of my life. I think it's very rare. Not many people know what they wanna do at such a young age, but I was all obsessed with it. I don't know if you can use the word tomboy these days anymore, but I was a full on tomboy when I was a kid uh, watching it all. And I wanted to be surrounded and figured if I, this is the, career path I wanted, I needed to be surrounded by it. And, you know, New York State School wouldn't have provided that for me. So I made a deal with my parents that if I got into Michigan, which I got in early, I, you know, applied early to make to, you know, make sure that I was able to do that. And I knew where I was going to be able to go. And they made the deal with me as long as you worked, and you, you know, paid for your flights to and from and got back, we'll be able to send you there. And so, you know, that was the opportunity I had, I took full advantage of it. Um, when I was there, I worked, I, I did communications. And if you remember the communications department kind of folded in terms of journalism and broadcast journalism, actually when I was there my sophomore year. So I was kind of left like, what do I do now? And it was really all about the internships and finding um, yeah. opportunities that way. Through communications department, I worked at HBO Sports. And then I met a lot of people that would come and do games for you know Big 10 or for ABC or CBS. And they hired me as a runner. So while I was at school for the last two years and specifically my senior year, I was basically a runner for CBS and ABC whenever they came and did football and basketball games. Wow. I would answer phones. I would hang up, you know, CBS banners. I would get people water and coffee. I got Vern Lundquist hot dogs at halftime <laughs> during the some of the basketball games. Yeah. I mean, so I was really surrounded by it and it opened the door for me to work at CBS right out of college. I, I remember I spent about, a, I graduated a semester early also to save some money and be able to work, but I stayed on campus and I um, traveled for a month doing ice skating with CBS. Wow. They were at the Palace at Auburn, Auburn Hills and they were up in Grand Rapids. So I just like mm -hmm. followed them wherever they went. And that opened the door for me to get a production job at CBS. And obviously it took a little longer to switch over in front of the camera, but that's kind of how it all started. And I tell people, you know, I'm sure you get the same thing, you know, what should I do when I get to Michigan? I really want to get into this business. And now, you know, there's these panels that, that, you know, people have where you come and they speak and you can make those connections. As you know, connections are like the most important thing in our business, yeah. um, utilizing those, getting the experience, getting the internships and, um, you know, Thank, you know, I'm so thankful to be able to be surrounded by that at Michigan, to have those alumni connections and be able to now give, give back. With you being drawn to Michigan by the sports, I imagine that there are probably some things in your mind that stick out the most when it comes to your time at Michigan, 
and the sports memories that you have. So give us just one or two little nuggets of things that you remember that really stick out the most when it comes to whether you going to a football game, a basketball game, hockey game at Michigan, like what is one or two of those best games or best moments that you've uh, recalled over the years since uh, graduating from Michigan? Well, I regret not going to more hockey games. I will tell you that. Um, but I did spend a lot of time at Chrysler Arena and at the football stadium, of course. I mean, I absolutely loved it from my freshman year on. The best time to me was really just getting geared up for it, you know, painting my face. I have pictures painting my face, you know, yeah. dressing up maize and blue and, you know, the walk from campus to the stadium. I mean, all of that, those are the memories that kind of keep coming back, um, being amongst my friends, you know, trying to get the best seats in the house, the pelting marshmallows, you know, at the cameraman, which I don't think you're allowed to do anymore. Um, but my one of my favorite memories was for a basketball game. And I was determined to get front row for the Michigan Duke game. And so yes. I slept out with a bunch of my friends in a tent. And I remember a Dick Vitale at the time coming around with pizza. And I was so excited. And we had like one of the first rows, we were able to be let in and we got one of the first rows, got our picture with Vitale. And that, that was an awesome memory. I mean, just gearing up for all of it and being surrounded by that, that passion, that tradition, um, that's really what I remember. And then probably one of my best games or memories was going to the Rose Bowl. I had just graduated, um, it was 98, and I actually went with my now husband, and I had started working for CBS, so I was given field passes and able to get in. I had like a really great experience um, of being able to be there for that. So maybe we'll, uh, we'll get lucky and we'll get to it, go to another one this year in Indy. That'd be awesome. I mean, that would be quite the experience. What are your plans for this Saturday for the Big Ten Championship? Are you going to be watching with your family like you did with the Ohio State game? Or what What do you got going on? Well, I'm actually headed to um, Pittsburgh to take on, to or to not take on, but to cover the Steelers-Ravens game. So I'll be talking to John Harbaugh a few hours before we kick off oh, on man. Saturday when they arrive. Um, and then I told my producers and my crew, like, we need to find a TV. If we're going to be at dinner Saturday night, we need to find a TV or else I'm staying in my room because I am certainly not missing it. I'll be very antisocial. If there's no TV, I'll be on my phone watching it the whole time. So that's, that's how we're prepared. I'm preparing for it and, uh, keeping my fingers crossed and really hoping that I get the chance to maybe that we win. And I get the chance to maybe get to one of those games for the playoffs doing everything you can to watch Michigan I love it Tracy I absolutely love it I'm sure all the Michigan fans watching love it as well well Tracy I really appreciate your time today thank you so much for hopping on the podcast it was an absolute pleasure catching up with you talking some Michigan football and uh, hope to talk to you soon a any other final thoughts before we uh, depart here no, thanks for having me. Absolutely love what you guys do. Big, big fans and go blue. Yes, go blue. You can uh, follow all of our podcasts on our YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. Follow Tracy on Twitter as well at Tracy Wolfson and uh, give us a like, uh, um, five-star reviews, all that good stuff. We really appreciate it. So we will catch you guys on the next Maze Brew podcast. Thank you very much and uh, go blue.